Coming up on today's message with Pastor Johnny. Hypocrisy at its finest. Lord, deliver me from people who care more about their positions than the people. Deliver me from people who don't uh, don't want the church to grow, but still want to be in their positions of power. Deliver me from people who do not want to do the work, but want to make sure that their name goes on a plaque and at the top of a bulletin and that they get accolades for work that they have done. Deliver me from that. Amen. Let's get into the word. Our gospel message today is going to come from the gospel according to Mark. Be reading from the 12th chapter, the 38th through the 44th verse. Again, that is the gospel according to Mark, chapter 12, uh, verses 38 through 44. I'm going to be reading from the New International Translation. Um, Let's see what the word of God has to say for us today. Amen. Hear ye the word of the Lord. As he taught, Jesus said, watch out for the teachers of the law. They like to walk around in flowing robes and be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and have the most important seats in the synagogues and places of honor at banquets. They devour widows' houses and for a show make lengthy prayers. These men will be punished most severely. Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting money, their money, into the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a few cents. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They all gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything, all she had to live on. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Pray with me, church. Oh, Lord, our God, how excellent is your name in all the earth. We thank you for this opportunity to gather and study in your word. Uh, We ask that the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, that we can point everybody to Jesus. It is in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. Uh, For the time that we get to spend together, I would like to talk a little bit about a penny in a pile. A penny in a pile. Growing up, my grandparents would tell me nifty little catchphrases that explain their philosophy about something. Uh, I remember my grandparents saying, you have to catch up to keep up. Uh, Meaning that if you were behind on a bill, 
you can't just think about what it was going to cost to pay that bill. You needed to think about long term what it was going to take in order for you to catch up everything so that you weren't always chasing bill after bill after bill. But also understand that it's bigger and it's all connected. Um, another favorite of mine was a penny in a pile makes a dollar after a while. Meaning that while a penny does not seem like that much money, enough of those pennies put together can accomplish a great work. I'm clear that video game programmers understand that concept because games now have microtransactions in them or in-app purchases. Sure, the game itself is free or is purchased for a small fee, but then when you want to get into the game and you want to get some extra lives or if you want to get some boosters to help you pass that hard level, uh, that costs a little bit of money. And so while they only paid a little bit for the game, they get a whole, the company that made the game gets a whole lot more out of the microtransactions. Play the game now for free, but they'll capitalize on that lack of patience or that, that frustration, and then you end up getting a dollar here, a dollar there, 50 cents here, 50 cents there, and before you know it, uh, the company's making millions of dollars off of hundreds of thousands of people playing and paying microtransactions just to help them win. Retail businesses understand the concept as well. Uh, they will ask if you want to round your payment up when you buy something. Uh, the cost might be $9.98, but do you want to round up to $10 for some charity, uh, I know some of us would say, no, nah, run me my coins. I need my change back. But enough people will round up to help that charity or help that purpose or whatever is going on. Uh, those two pennies are small to some, but enough pennies together can make a difference. And we see two pennies in a pile today in Mark chapter 12. Uh, the 12th chapter of Mark is interesting because it begins with Jesus teaching on the vineyard parable and then moves to talking about paying taxes to Caesar, uh, then the resurrection, and then also what is the great commandment where he says, you know, love the Lord with all your heart and all your mind and all your soul. And the second law is like that, to love your neighbor as yourself. Um, and then a question about whether or not he is uh, the son of David. And while Jesus is teaching, uh, the teaching takes a little bit of turn. There's been some banter back and forth, some question and answering back and forth. But now Jesus is about to drop the hammer down. Uh, he goes in on the scribes. He goes in on the religious teachers. He goes in on the church folk. Because holding a religious office does not make you immune from hypocrisy. I'll say that again. Holding a religious office does not make you immune from hypocrisy. 
holding a public office does not make you immune from hypocrisy. Holding any kind of position you have does not make you immune from hypocrisy. So Jesus says in the text to, to watch out for the teachers of the law because they like to walk around in flowing robes and be greeted with respect in the marketplace and have the most important seats in the synagogues and places of honor at the banquets. He does not like this pomp and circumstance when you're not doing what you need to be doing. If you're not taking care of the least, the last, and the loss, like the Bible tells us, if you're not helping out the stranger, like the Bible tells us, if you're not feeding the widows and the orphans, like the Bible tells us, are you really practicing a true religion? And he goes to point out not only the hypocrisy, but the taking advantage of impoverished people. You see, the laws of Moses were designed to protect the least, the last, and the law, the law, the lost. The laws were designed to take care of the widows and the orphans. And Jesus saw that the scribes who were put in authority to protect the people instead take advantage of them. There were protections in place for the people. And those who got in power decided to roll back those protections. Is the microphone still working? Jesus said that these people in charge were exploiting the poor and insulting God with their long-winded prayers. The Bible says, how can you claim to love God who you haven't seen? but you don't love your neighbor who you see every day. These were people who had gotten in charge on the backs of the people, and instead of trying to bring the people up with them, they used them to prop themselves up, to get the fancy robes, to get the best seats at the banquet, to get the best seat at the, at the church, of, uh, at the synagogue. And then it says that they, they wore their robes, not only in the synagogue, but the marketplace. Why? Because they wanted people to see them. Hypocrisy at its finest. Lord, deliver me from people who care more about their positions than the people. Deliver me from people who don't uh, don't want the church to grow, but still want to be in their positions of power. Deliver me from people who do not want to do the work, but want to make sure that their name goes on a plaque and at the top of a bulletin and that they get accolades for work that they have done. Deliver me from that. And so Jesus is telling these people right here and right now. You can't just talk about it. You have to be about it. Amen. These people took advantage of the system and Jesus is calling them out for that. I saw a post online the other day and somebody said they would love to see uh, an episode of Undercover Boss where Jesus came back to the church. 
I, I would gather to think that Jesus probably would not have to disguise himself as, as, as they do in some of these other jobs where the CEO comes back to one of their locations and tries to get work done. Now, I'm quite convinced that once he got in, just based on how he looked, he probably wouldn't be let into a lot of churches. And not only, not only would he not be let into a lot of churches based on how he looked, once he actually started talking, people would hate that as well. And don't let him start doing something because then they might try to crucify him again. He's calling people out in the church. He's calling the hypocrites out in the church. You can pray so well but you'll cuss somebody out just as well. Got all the nice robes on so that people can see you, but nobody actually sees you do the work. Lord, deliver me from the hypocrites. And so he tells them that I see what you're doing. I see that you are not doing the work that you have been called to do. But you're acting like it. And in the midst of all of that, it becomes offering time at the service. And Jesus watches somebody who's underrepresented. Somebody who's the least, the last, and the lost. A widow. The widow's had to be taken care of during the Bible times because the way that the society was set up is that women did not have much power. Women could not own land. Women could not get jobs. Women could not do a lot of things. And so if a woman did not have a man in their household, be it the husband or an old enough son or a brother-in-law taking, taking the family in after the, the uh, husband had died, they were destitute. And so Jesus watches this widow fumbling about in her change purse for the last two coins she had, and he was curious. And the text says that he calls over his students, and they all observe from a distance. The two coins amounted to pocket change. You need a hundred of those coins to be one day's wage, or half a day's wage, rather. And that's what she had. And he, Jesus, and the disciples watched this widow drop it in the collection box. And knowing her situation, they were all amazed. Her bank balance, so to speak, went from a penny to zero. Jesus was highly impressed, especially since he just got finished watching all the Pharisees put money into the treasury and lots of it. But these were the same people who oppressed the poor widows in the first place. This was ill-gotten gain. That's why he said in the text that they devour widows' houses and for a show make lengthy prayers. 
Some translations say estates. So the people who had grifted money from the, the least, the last, and the loss was putting a little change into the church, money that they had grifted, and said, look at me and look what I've done. Ill-gotten gain. But this woman did not make a long, lengthy prayer. This woman did not make a big show about it. This woman took her pennies, all the coins that she had, and she worshiped God with those coins. Jesus was inspired. That's why he said, truly, I tell you, this poor widow has put more in than all those contributing to the treasury because they contribute out of their wealth. And she, out of her poverty, has given everything that she had. That widow's penny in the pile had the power to inspire. Inspire. The widow gave of what she had, and it was not much. But a penny in a pile makes a dollar after a while. Those coins you see represented more than money. They represented her faith and belief and, and, and the fact that our faith and belief must be acted out in concrete action not just by rituals that no longer hold uh, uh, some sort of religious power. You know, we marvel at figures such as Mother Teresa or the families of slain and injured soldiers and, and teachers that teach in inner city schools. We lift them high on a pedestal with the poor widow and, and, and keep them distinct and distant from our daily lives. And see, our focus is on their giving and then the inadequacy of ours. And when you say, look at what they've done, but you do nothing, nothing changes. But we don't have to be Mother Teresa. We don't have to open up a school in an underprivileged neighborhood or underprivileged country we don't have to do the big things. There are penny-sized projects that we can do independently. It could be something as simple as making an extra sandwich and giving it to someone. Keeping some change in, in the, the ashtray of your car and giving it to somebody in need. Maybe buying an extra drink and when you see somebody outside of a restaurant with their hand out. We don't have to save the world ourselves today, but it doesn't stop us from at least putting a penny in the pile. We can find something to do with our own couple of pennies. And the reason that we can find something to do with our own pennies is because the hard work has already been done. You know, I read to the end of chapter 12, but Jesus says in chapter 13 of the gospel according to Mark that in the end, this is all going to go away. 
This is all going to go away. But those who know Jesus Christ in the pardoning of their sins will have everlasting life. I can come up with two pennies because I didn't have to be born of a virgin. I can come up with two pennies because I didn't have to suffer under Pontius Pilate. I can come up with two pennies because nobody beat me. Uh, nobody put a crown of thorns on my head. Nobody whipped me with a cat, cat of nine tails. I can come up with two pennies because nobody blindfolded me and punched me and said, prophesy, tell us which one of us hit you. Nobody put me in a robe and put a crown of thorns on my head and mocked me. Nobody nailed me to a cross. I didn't have to carry a cross all the way to Calvary. Nobody put me in a borrowed tomb so I can, I can come up with a penny. But early on the third day, he got up, Jesus got up with all power in his hands. And that is not where the story ends. He is coming back again. Will you be ready? In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the doors of the church are open, and we invite you to come. Pray with me, church. Oh, Lord, our God, how excellent is your name in all the earth. We thank you for the word that went forth. For those who heard it and those who will hear it later, that we will not only be hearers of the word, but we will be doers of the word. That we'll find our own penny sized projects and put them to work for the glory of the kingdom. Lord God, let this word go forth and your Holy Spirit do what it does so that this will be a seed that is planted in good soil and produces a great harvest. 30, 60, and 100-fold. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for watching this video. Please be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share. Don't forget to connect with me on social media, Pastor Johnny Simpson Jr. on Facebook, at Pastor J. Simpson Jr. on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks again for watching, and God bless.